Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out. And uh, Bob Shorey also is here. He's an MCSE that works with us at Tab. He's been there, been with us over a decade, and uh, he comes in and helps me out with your questions as well. A um, couple things in the news you might have heard, or maybe you remember, back in uh, 2015, the FCC saved us from the internet uh, because clearly it was broken back then, and they implemented net neutrality laws that treated the internet like a utility, like an electronic, like an electric utility or like a, a water utility. And they said in these rules that all traffic on the internet must be treated equally. And man, that sounds just so lovely. It just sounds right, doesn't it? It should all be treated equally. Of course, that sounds nice, but it's not how the world works when it comes to moving packets. If FedEx treated your packets equally, how fast would you get them? Right? Basically, the internet works on data packets. And some packets need to be prioritized, just like your FedEx packet. And the same way FedEx works is they'll charge you more if it has to get there faster and if it's bigger. Nobody's telling them to stop doing that. If they did, what would you end up with? The post office. How fast does your stuff get to you from the post office? Well, my flowers from Pro Flowers wouldn't be very... They'd be kind of wilted, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so net neutrality, in, 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 in 2015, they decided to fix the internet that Al Gore created and clearly was broken and influence these put put in place these new laws that said all packets must be treated equally. And gosh, that sounds so warm and fuzzy. Now, of course, with the new administration, there is some uh, a different uh, chairman involved, and he was against these net neutrality rules from the from the get go, uh, Ajit Pai, and um, he likes a more market driven approach to the internet. And just so you know, data packets have to be treated differently. By default, they have to be treated differently, right? If you have voice over IP packets for your phone system and you don't treat those with a higher quality of service than your data packets, your system sounds like this because it's behind the data packets, right? You have to prioritize that data. So the folks who regulate the internet, government folks, don't know how it works, but they want to use a nice warm and fuzzy sound of everything's treated equally. And... You buy into it, and of course. But what that does is, of course, brings everything down to the lowest common denominator, and nobody has any reason to innovate or improve things because the government says you can't. 
Well, I would argue that if you get enough contributions from a lobbyist, uh, anybody right. can be an expert. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I am not a fan of the internet broadband companies. I am not a fan of Comcast, Cox, or those guys. Um, but I do completely understand their need to be allowed to get paid. If Netflix wants to send their stuff faster to you, they should get paid to do it because they have to build a network to allow it. And if you don't want to pay for that performance, there should be some bare minimum that you get, i.e. the post office. Um, so if we don't allow for this type of com- competition and innovation, we're going con- to, of course, hold ourselves back thanks to regulations um, and the, the network will not be improved. What you need to have happen, folks, in, in uh, government is allow for more competition between these guys. Right now, you let Comcast have their own little territory and Cox have their own little territory. And the only competition is DSL. Well, that's not competition. So we're not getting any improvements there as far as pressures to push down the cost and pressures to deal with competition and speed. Fiber is coming around, but you've got to allow these companies to start putting these fiber lines in faster to compete with Cox and Comcast and all those guys because we need that competition. Well, if uh, you can't charge a little more to ship a refrigerator right. versus you know, a box of bananas, right. then how are you going to make enough money to improve the infrastructure? Right. So we, uh, we are, I'm in agreement that these net neutrality rules need to go away. Again, it wasn't broken before. Let's get rid of these things before it becomes a problem. And uh, we just wanted to explain it to you. I'll put a link up there from um, CNN talking a little bit about the fact that if, if anybody had any doubt that these net neutrality rule changes were going to be coming, that doubt should go away. They are going to change them back. Uh, to more open. Yes, it's nice and warm and fuzzy that all packets should be treated equally, but that's really not how FedEx works, UPS works, or even the post office has their own priority mail, for crying out loud. Well, so they treat their packets differently as well. <laughs> but that's not how TCPIP, you know, the protocols that the Internet uses were designed in the first place. They're designed to be managed. Correct. Yeah, that's the whole point. So uh, moving on, anything else you want to bring up, Bob? Did you have an article you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, Ridley Scott, he's the director of the Aliens, the original Alien oh, movie. Yes. Yeah. And then they have a new one out, Aliens uh, Covenant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they did an interview. He's got a, a CNET article here, and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was talking about if we met aliens, yeah. then uh, they didn't like us. Right. They could take us out in about three seconds. That's Ridley Scott, the director, telling you this. So, yeah. Ah, so that's what he believes. All right. And he came to that conclusion because he was talking to some NASA expert who said that when you look up in the sky and you see all the stars and universes and galaxies and what have you out there, yeah, can you really believe that we are it in terms of intelligent life? Right. So the, the other question would be, are we really that intelligent? But that's for a different day. Was that in that same same article? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I've heard that argument made so many times. I just had to put it in there. Okay. Anyway, he isn't alone in his fear. Uh, Stephen Hawking right. himself has mused that aliens might loathe the very sight of us. He too feels, fears that nomadic aliens might crush us because that's just what nomadic aliens do. Is that what really Hawking said? Yes. So my question is, Is yeah. how does Stephen Hawking know what nomadic, what nomadic aliens. aliens do? He's just so smart. But it's a very interesting article, and it's worth watching. <laughs> There's a little video that goes with it. 
I mean, well, there's just as much chance of nomadic aliens coming over to, to the planet and saying, oh, what a cute little race there. Let's see if we can well, help them out. What if they is us? Yeah, right? Because we're exploring space. We're at the very beginning of it. Yeah, we could be yeah. nomadic aliens. We're going to crash a rover into Saturn. Heck, Mars could have these microscopic little, you know, you, you saw, you just think about <clears throat> Superman, right? Didn't he have that little terrarium planet where it was all, everyone was so teeny weeny? What was that? You remember what I'm talking about? Come on, you're a geek. Oh, come on. You're talking about, uh, what was it? Uh, Those little tiny uh, well, that little tiny uh, people inside the terrarium. <laughs> I mean, Mars could be completely inhabited with them. Yeah. We're going to land on there and be stepping on them like ants. Who knows? That was, uh, oh, it'll come What to are me. they called? I can't think of it. It was with uh, that guy, science fiction guy. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'll but the point it. is, who's a, who's a nomadic alien, right? Is it us? Is it them? I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully we're well, all just nice to each other. several episodes on it. Uh, what if was we're it? Spend the Twilight well. Zone. Are there? If the Twilight Zone, yeah. Well, I remember that we were. it was a cookbook in the Twilight Zone Well, episode. there were several. <laughs> there was the one where they were people, there were larger people that had mm-hmm. little people that were us that was in a little terrarium, like you said. <laughs> yeah. And then there was like a, a shot. We went up to another planet and landed, right. and we were giants. Yeah. So then a guy discovers this little micro, like ant-like people that were just like us, but right. they were the size of ants. Yeah. And so he became a god, and he was like crushing them. Yeah. And then another Alien landed on it. That was even bigger. even bigger, yeah. and yeah, stepped on him by accident, <laughs> and then picked up his body and said, "Oh, look at this! Yeah, yeah it's yeah. interesting." But he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> throws him off to the yeah. side. Oh well, be afraid, be very afraid. According to Ridley Scott and uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, um, well, we have I, enough to worry about. I, the nomadic aliens. Use that to segue into yeah, <laughs> the car maker Audi. Uh huh. Okay. They created a moon rover. They entered a competition. Nice. Google's Lunar X Prize competition, as a matter of fact. Neat. Okay. So to where they they, they could win a prize. Yeah. Okay. If they could develop a um, moon rover, an All automated right. moon rover. Yeah, cool. Which they built, and I think they won the competition. Okay. Anyway. So we're going to shoot go- it up there? The goal was to build a rover that could cover 500 meters of lunar service Sur- surface while sending high definition photos back home. Hmm. It weighs just 66 pounds and its 85% aluminum frame neat. was constructed in part using Audi's 3D printing process. Oh, neat. They printed so it. That over. was pretty cool. And there's a picture of it in there. And actually, there's a film clip hmm. that you can watch. We'll put a link to this. Yeah. Uh, but it actually makes its debut in the Alien Covenant film. Interesting. You know, I was listening to a story about you know all this all the all the space junk that's up there, and you, you think about it. I mean, obviously scientists are involved in making sure things are you know evolving and doing better for the planet, but they're awful messy. I mean, they really didn't care. They just dump stuff out in space everywhere. There's so much space junk up there that it's become a hazard. I mean, it's almost like the whole swirling plastic thing in the in the in the in the uh, Pacific Ocean. I mean, you would think these guys would be a little more um, con- uh, conscious of the the ecology of space, you know, and just leave their junk everywhere. Maybe add another step where you're at least figuring out ways of capturing your space garbage. Um, but it is an interesting problem if you're going to keep sending so, so much stuff up there. you got this new Audi being shot into space up there. How much junk is going to be left behind to shoot a rover in space just because you printed it on aluminum? I'm just asking. Well, <laughs> it just doesn't seem very... Uh, I don't know, conscientious when it comes to leaving your garbage everywhere. They had a show in the 80s, and I'm um, trying to figure out what the name of it is, mm-hmm. that where a bunch of people went up, and it was their job to collect space junk. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, well. 
There's another industry out there for you guys. Andy Griffith had a movie about it, too. <laughs> All right, well, we'll step out for a quick break. we got a couple lines open for you. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Maybe we can give Elon Musk a billion dollars of our tax dollars to clean up space. Uh, so we'll step out for a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Two lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, do you think nomadic aliens are going to kill us in three seconds like Stephen Hawking? That's the question on the table. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's get to your calls. <laughs> we got better things to talk about, I hope. Let's go on to uh, Mike and Enfield with an issue. Morning, Mike. Good morning. What can we do for you, sir? Well, let's see. I've got, I don't know whether it's uh, put up by a nomadic alien, but <laughs> I've got a very ambiguous message uh, box that, keep, uh, that um, randomly appears, and it's frequent. All right. uh, it says a, a script on this page may be busy or it may have stopped responding. You can uh, stop the script now, open the script in the debugger, or right. let the script continue. Right. You're using Mozilla Firefox? Yes. Okay. So that's basically a, a, a an issue with the web page you're going to that's seeing some sort of script problem or you're blocking it with maybe a tool like a ad blocker and it's it's failing which is what you want you don't want the ad let's say right um it only happens on certain sites i assume um actually it only it, it only pops up on my desktop i'm not necessarily going to any uh web page but it does relate to mozilla or is it just random do you have any have any, re- any reference to mozilla firefox when it pops up um, no, in fact, the uh, um, I, I don't know. I don't know whether uh, Mozilla is running at the time, but uh, hmm. the uh, script is uh, well. It gives it gives a URL, but uh, it's Google syndication and something and, and the rest of the URL. Okay, I would argue that one of your browsers, whether it's the Mozilla or or uh, Edge or uh, Internet Explorer or Google Chrome needs an update to be able to handle the latest uh, scripting. It could be that. We also have a link here from Mozilla Support because this, when I put that into to my search here, Mozilla popped up 15 times as the as the issue. Okay. Um, do you have a Spy Sweeper as an antivirus running? Um, I, well, I use uh, malware. And, okay. Uh, That's good. So that's not it. So the Spy Sweeper could cause this issue as well. We're yeah. gonna we can put a link up here for some of the things that you can try. You know, updating obviously is always a good ch- uh, choice that Bob mentioned. But uh, let's see if this uh, unresponsive script you can correct it here, and uh, you follow these steps that we're gonna put up for you on Computer Talk, and uh, see if that solves it. I don't think it's anything to quote unquote worry about. It could also be some sort of Google. You know, maybe uh, Google's trying to speak, uh, connect back to the mothership and, and say, hey, Mike's been going here, Mike's been going there. Um, you know how Google's trying to help you all okay. the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very, it's very ambiguous because I can continue or not continue. I can. Yeah, it's not anything dangerous. It's just some sort of uh, a problem with the script that they're trying to run, and it's not being allowed to run. And it could be you've got something in place preventing it from running, which could be in your, in your, in your favor. Um, but we'll talk about this, this link talks about how to deal with this unresponsive script. 
And okay. uh, it has mostly to do with Mozilla Firefox, and that's the browser that you use, correct? Right. So I'm going to assume something's going on there and uh, see if it has a connection, Mike, and see if you can follow these instructions to clear it up. I wouldn't be too worried about it, per se. Okay. There's also a box on here that says, don't ask me this. Um, don't ask this. Uh, don't ask this again? Yeah, right. And, and what do you click? I, I just leave it blank. Oh, well, you could always tell it to stop asking you, too. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. See if that works. That'd be the easiest solution. <laughs> stop asking me. <laughs> well, I just didn't want to, you know... Um, Break anything? No, be, be neglecting something that should be attended. I understand. No, I understand. Trust me. When these, these, This is the part of the problem with phishing schemes and other schemes that are out there because users have have exactly the same mentality as you. You You, you think it's something you have to deal with, and then, but you don't know what to do. You don't know what answer to give, and you kind of are paralyzed in the middle. So right. you could say, no, I don't want to see it anymore. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, try that. That'd be the easiest fix, Mike. I think so. All right. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, sir. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, it is an issue when it comes to some of these, uh, some of these uh, warnings that come up, and they don't tell you what the heck's going on. Uh, feel free to get online, 800 wtic 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to get to your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Um, we have three lines open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's get to uh, John in Windsor, who's got a question before the bottom of the hour. Hey, John. You there, John? John going once. He's listening on the he's listening on the delay. You there, John? <laughs> hey, John. I know you hear me. You're in the, you're in the area. Hi, how are you? There you are. Um, Turn your radio down, I, John. Okay. Is it'll, it'll con- yeah, it'll confuse you if, with the delay going on. So what's going on? Let's get your question on before okay. the break. Okay. Uh, I'm interested in uh, cutting the cable, and then I was looking online, and uh, there was a thing on TickBox. All right. I don't know if you know anything about a TickBox TV. Not TickBox. T-I-C-K... And then box TV. I'll take a look at it. You, and it says you get all the channels. It, it, it sounds too good to be true, so I, I wanted to know if it's legit or okay. uh, any other suggestions you have. Yeah, let you me know. take a peek while you're on hold here, and uh, we'll get right back to you, okay? Okay, sounds good. We're going to hold you through the news, all right? All right. All right, sounds we're going to hold John through the news in Windsor. Three lines open for you if you have ideas about kicking cable. Cutting the, cutting the cable. Feel free to get online, too. Maybe you can help out with this call. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have a few lines wide open, as is usually the case in the first hour of the program. But by the second hour, you guys are all awake. <laughs> Bob and I have to get up early, early, and uh, get in here. You guys are all sleeping in. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We're on with John in Windsor. Hey, John, you still there? John, you still there? <laughs> he's listening on the stream again. Uh, or he's listening on the delay. John, pick up, please. He's looking okay, to... Okay, All right. Uh, he's looking to cut the cable, and he brought up a product called TickBox, T-I-C-K-B-O-X, and... Uh, so we're we're checking it out a little bit here, John. Uh, I think it's possibly legal. I don't know. It's they they they'll tell you their product is legal. 
Uh, but I got a feeling it might be too good to be true, and you may not actually get the stations you're interested in. Um, from- right, right. It, it, they have everything on there, so you know. Yeah, that's what it's. That's what it says. So for the price, uh, I think it's it was eighty bucks for the device. Um, you know, you're just you can go ahead and get access to all sorts of stuff, even things that are still on the pay per view. Uh, cable services are available on this on this tick box. Uh, it seems too good to be true to me, but um, if you look at other technologies out there, you know, Sling TV, Roku, Apple TV, um, there's many others out there that allow you to cut the cable and uh, not pay for the cable broadcast anymore the way you're paying for it through the through the nose like the rest of us are. Um, I mean, we're all interested in cutting cable. However, just so you know, just to give you a heads-up warning, as we start streaming more through the internet connection that the cable company is providing, they're going to start charging you by the megabit. So they're going to get you coming or going, is what I'm saying. Um, There's a benefit to obviously being able to watch what you want to watch, so they're charging you only for the megabits you're using or needing, um, rather than having you pay for, let's say, the Yes Network if you're a Red Sox fan, or vice versa, like we all do now. Um, You know, maybe you have no, you know, why are you supporting the Yankees channel when you're a Red Sox fan? That's sacrilegious, (laughs) right? But you got to do it because it's part of your bundle that they are allowed to sell you. Yeah, it's all right this week because they're playing playing the uh, Red Sox. (laughs) Exactly. Although that's not going so well for the Red Sox. So my uh, comment would be, if you do decide to risk $89.95 this week or this month. On the tick box? On the tick box. Yeah. Call us back and tell us how it works. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely would be interested. How happy you are with it. I don't know. Where is the company uh, based out of it? Are they foreign or? I don't know. Uh, it says uh, it's a limited company, so I assume that that means it's it's uh, that it's uh, foreign. Oh, uh, really? At the bottom of right. their page, yeah, it says uh, hmm. tick box. Uh, There's no contact information as it far says, as knowing where uh, it is. Copyright twenty seven flixmain dot com limited. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to check them out. Uh, supposedly, it turns your. Uh, TV into a smart TV? Yeah. I was reading. That's pretty much what every device does from a Chromecast. You know, a little Chromecast does the exact same thing. You know, $35 Chromecast can get you these types of services. You could stream Netflix. You could stream Sling. You could do all sorts. I think Sling. You could do all sorts of things through a Chromecast. It it turns any TV into a smart TV. And that's $35. But this is a very slick site that Tickbox has. I've never heard of it until you brought it up. Uh... I don't know. They're well, they advertise on Facebook, and uh, you know, I just can't get a lot of information on them. So, yeah, I think I think I might go with uh, one of the other suggestions that you have. Which one would be the best? Sling is what we've seen to be, you know, one of the more, you know, it seems more more realistic. It's you can choose the channels you want within the packages and uh, again we're not marketing or anything for the for the company but it's like I think it's 20 bucks a month and you can get all sorts of uh, channels that you might be interested in so and of course then you add that with a, an antenna so you can get your local stations an HD antenna and uh, you cut the cable say say bye bye to cable bill okay I, I don't think I'm gonna take a chance on tick box it's okay. just you know I hear you. It seems a little too good to be true, doesn't it? 
Right, right. And you can't check them out, so. Yeah, well, maybe somebody else in the listening area has used TickBox and could call in. I mean, it's a 50,000-watt flamethrower we're on. I'm Googling, like, uh, TickBox TV reviews. Mm. And I'm just going through some of it, but I really don't have enough time to right. like get a feel for how it is yet. So all I can do is kind of go through that and comment on it maybe later. Well, the only con- the only thing that's really that we always use because obviously fake news, right? Fake news is everywhere. So you got to make right. sure you know who are you reading, who who has a monetary reason to put a positive review out or a negative review out. The thing about TickBox is I don't see any of the major technology uh, sources that we would use even mentioning them, right? That's one clue to me or one little warning sign that says, wait a minute, if, if big companies like CNN, uh, CNET or any of these companies don't have any kind of commenting on TickBox at all, I would be a little nervous about it. They should have something right. yay or nay about it. They are completely silent on it. All you find is these weird, obscure websites that talk about it, and that doesn't make me feel any warm and fuzzy about the, uh, the material. So, But we okay. could be all wet. Who knows? Yeah, if you do get information, maybe you can post it on your uh, yeah. webpage. We'll do okay. so. <clears throat> Thank you so much. You got it, John. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. The Texas Aggies have a, th- a comment here. The Texas says, Aggies? Yeah. I'm <laughs> what? On, I'm on their uh, website. Okay. It says, these TV boxes are $40 Android boxes loaded with Cody, and it does mention Cody. Yeah, Cody's an app that does and the same thing. It's an thing. app that links to pirate streams. The streams Ooh. eventually get shut down, and the app has to has to be updated to load new streams. Without knowing what app is being used, you have no idea if they just stop updating it one day. Mm. So more than likely, someone tech-savvy will have to update the box. Constantly. Yeah. To deal so, with these streams. Yeah, it just seems too good to be true. Yeah, it's... Uh, eh. All right. We're going to feel free to get online, guys. We have uh, four lines wide open, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. But as we're waiting for you guys to get online, Facebook and Google have confirmed that they've been victims of a $100 million phishing scam. So phishing scams affect everybody, right? Many of us have been uh, victims of a phishing scheme. And basically, that's when somebody tricks you into... Uh, you know, giving up your password or wiring money where you shouldn't be wiring it. And uh, last month, the Department of Justice charged a Lithuanian man, just some guy in his underwear in his living room in Lithuania, uh, who has been uh, basically scamming Google and Facebook. Uh, and what they've done is they, he scammed them for over $100 million by masquerading as a Taiwanese electronics manufacturer. And Forbes has the article this week. And uh, basically, both companies confirmed that their employees, these are the smart folks at Facebook and Google, the smartest IT geeks on the planet, right, uh, were tricked by Evaldus Rimasakakosasas. I don't know. He forged emails, uh, addresses, invoices, and contracts, and uh, basically tricked both Facebook and Google into paying for electronic supplies they never got, of course, and sending them payments to bank accounts in Latvia, Cyprus, Hong Kong, Slovenia, Hungary, and Lithuania. And uh, this guy is basically looking at a 20-year prison sentence uh, per count for each count of uh, wire fraud. So basically... You know, $100 million, he probably did, I don't know, many thousands of transactions, so he'll just get a slap on the wrist. Um, Because if we really cared about this stuff, this guy would rot in prison forever, right? But that's obviously just so harsh. You know, he didn't mean to do it. 
was just sitting in his underwear, stealing money from Facebook and Google. They've got so much money. You know, why should we punish these guys? If we really did punish these guys, really punish these guys, they'd stop doing it. Um, because we know what we know who he is, where he is, and what he did. I guarantee you he's not going to prison for very long, even though 20 years per each count. Um, but it just goes to show that uh, even Google and Facebook can be tricked out of hundreds of millions of dollars by somebody in his underwear in Lithuania <laughs> on the Internet. Uh, let's move on to your calls. Danny and Glastonbury has got some discussions. Uh, what's going on, Danny? Hey, um, I just want to let you know there's a, a good SpaceX launch tomorrow morning Yeah, at 7 o'clock from Cape Canaveral. Okay, cool. With the first stage returning back to the Cape and landing back at the Cape. And the last, it's the first time they've launched a military satellite. Oh, boy. For the National Reconnaissance Organization. Is there a video that we can watch it going up? Well, yeah, 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 there'll be video. It's, uh, and the good thing about SpaceX is they've got a lot of cameras on the, on the rocket itself, so they show you live streaming, you know, looking back down, looking up, looking out, looking over. Yeah, and they seem to be a little more, you know conscientious of their space junk right they bring their stuff back yeah, down to do. earth they do they they're even uh, they're even recovering their fairings and reusing the fairings you know which is the shield that goes over the nose that covers whatever they're putting in orbit because it has to be aerodynamic so oh. they're even recovering those so they, they'll watch where it goes and falls to the yeah. earth oh nice yeah, they got little trackers on them and parachutes coming out of them now and they're recovering them instead of just letting them yeah, break up and float around. And NASA, NASA would just dump them in the ocean, right? Oh yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's a big ocean. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I thought we're supposed to take care of the planet. We're supposed to be we, stewards. We are. Hey, you know, speaking of space junk, remember I told you about that Japanese company that's making that netting. Oh, I forgot about that. Remember uh, that the, the company that's been making fishing nets for a couple hundred years? They're like the premier fishing net company in japan yeah and they're making uh, netting out of like uh, woven uh, titanium and uh, kevlar so they're going to shoot that uh, into space and they're going to drag a big net in between two probes nice and right. try to collect debris and then bring it back down out of orbit and let it burn up coming back in all right so who's going to pay for that recycle that's going to be a serious well, incineration job. Yeah, gonna yeah, hopefully burn up yeah yeah okay only small pieces will hit you in the head <laughs> All right, Danny. So seven in the morning, you said. What's that? Seven thirty, you said. Yeah, no, seven o'clock tomorrow seven. morning. And if you go, SpaceX has their own YouTube channel. Okay, there it is for all their broadcasts. And if you go to space dot com, yep, they always have a link to uh, SpaceX launches. Awesome. Or NASA, NASA TV may have it. All right, we'll put a link up there. All right, thanks, okay, Danny. Bye bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. Dave and Tolland, hang on. Three lines open for you on this lovely Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about, we're posting off to our old Computer Talk with Tab website. We think it's working. We did a lot of testing this week, this new page, and we think it's working. If it's not, of course, it will be up there. Then you've got Facebook, of course. And if you follow us on Twitter, you can get them as well. All the links will be there for you. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. A couple lines open this morning. And uh, generally by around the 10 o'clock hour, the lines are all jammed up. So this is your chance. Let's go on to Dave and Tolland. Dave, what's going on? Well, I got a, a, a very uh, fast racing um, fan at times. It's yeah. Not, it's not all the time. But, mm -hmm. but it, it's very annoying. And um, Yes. 
my wife gave me a site, and I don't know where it is, but uh, you can you can make it go away. Well, I'm not sure what that means, um, because basically when these fans kick up, they're doing it because your CPU is overheating, and it needs to cool your system, so it's protecting you. Uh-huh. And um, how old is the machine, Dave? Not as old as I, but it's old. <laughs> Does your wife keep a clean house? Just kidding. Um, if it gets caked up with dust inside the machine, then what happens is the cooling is less and less effective. So if you've just noticed this occurring now with your older machine, it could just be due to the fact that your system is caked with dust, and you probably need to give it a little vacuum carefully. Use uh, canned air. You think canned air? Canned air. I don't like canned air because it produces condensation, but that's just me. Well, not really. No, canned air is uh, it's a refrigerant is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it blasts out a pretty good stream of, uh, it's not air, it's refrigerant. Yeah. But it's supposed to be safe, and I'm doing air quotes I here. I know you are. Safe refrigerant. Yeah. You, and you, you take the outer box off? To- yeah, you take the outer box off. Um, unplug it, of course. Unplug everything. Note where everything was plugged in. Maybe take a picture of it with your, your smartphone. Um, note where everything was plugged in, take it all apart, uh, open the outer box, and then blow it out, as Bob is saying, or carefully vacuum it out with a vacuum in the plastic end, not the metal end of the vacuum, uh, very gingerly, because this is an old machine, right? So we're nervous that if it's been sitting there for a while and you start jostling stuff, and it may not work the way it used to when you're all done. Well, the other thing it could be, too, is it could be that you have a case fan that's starting to fail. Right. And that could be making noise. I mean, that happens quite a lot. We replace quite a few of them. Yeah, we what, have what, uh, extra what is that fans. Called? A case fan. It's a fan that might be built into the front or back of your machine or both. It, it aids in moving air. Uh, it sucks it across the, from the front generally and pushes it out the back or vice versa, can, depending on which airflow is, is required for your case. Mm-hmm. So it could be failing. And those are cheap to replace. I mean, 10 bucks. Yeah. Depends. Yeah, you can find them anywhere from $2 and up. Yeah. So most likely you've got some dust in there that it's causing an overheating issue. Your fan is kicking up and saying, I need to cool this down. Or like Bob's saying, you've got a fan that's failing. And it isn't enough to take the uh, vacuum and... and It could be enough. ...go go through the uh, side, you know, where the... Oh, uh, you can try to get some air out of there. But sometimes, depending on how dusty... Uh, or how old your machine is, that stuff can really cake on those uh, heat sink fins. Mm-hmm. If you look at a, they, they have fins on them, and the dust gets inside them and sticks inside them, and it kind of re- reduces the uh, efficacy of the fins, and you have to take the dust out of there. So pulling it from a distance like that wouldn't work. You're not going to produce enough the other thing you can do negative is atmospheres. One of my little tricks that I use is mm-hmm. I'll look at the fans, and I'll use a pen or something, and I'll actually physically stop the fan from rotating and see if the noise stops. Then I know that the fan is going bad. Remember how you used to stick your finger in the fan in your house there? <laughs> or you trick your brother to use his tongue or his nose or something like that? No, I... <laughs> Don't do that with your tongue or your nose, but Bob recommends a pen. All right. All right, Dave. Sounds good. All right, good luck. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. So, yeah, so if uh, you're not keeping a clean house, I'm just kidding. It uh, doesn't matter how clean your house is. There's dust everywhere. I'm just kidding. I just if, saw a Rossin report on if, dust mites, and dusts are everywhere. If you have um, an oily environment, 
that oil can stick to the fans and cause the dust to stick to the fan blades. Mm-hmm. Or you could just have uh, a high humidity uh, amount that causes the uh, the moisture in the air yeah. to stick to the fan blades, which causes the dust to stick to the fan blades. And the older it is, the longer it's had a chance to build up and cake up. So, uh, yeah, we recommend uh, extra fans and trying to keep it clean. Let's go to Bill in East Hartford. He's got a question. Hey, Bill. Yes, hi. Hi. Um, I have a Netgear router that I bought, I don't know, in November last year, but it it seems to shut off at night well, after I shut off my computer, and then I can't get, you know, Wi-Fi on my phone when I get up in the morning. Or It powers, It you, you notice it powers off? Well, the Wi-Fi dies oh. uh, during the night somehow, and I can't get on it. Okay. My, you know, my phone, but my computer still works because I have it hardwired. hardwired yeah. okay. I would contend that at some point, somebody went in there and turned the schedule on. Right. There's a, most of them have like a schedule. So you can turn your internet or your wireless on and off on a schedule. And that's designed so that you can keep your kids from sitting up at night till all hours of the morning on the internet. You can. Yep. F- you know, kill their access by just turning it off. And there's a default schedule that usually is not checked, but if you check the box, it'll kind of create that for you. Right. So do you know how to get into your configuration, Bill? Configuration of the router? Yes, sir. Um, I don't know. Okay. I, I play around with it a lot, and I think maybe I might have done something. Cause I was, you know what I was trying to do? Find out if I had open DNS on my router. You wouldn't have it on, on your router unless you put it there. Well, right, I think I put it on something. I don't know if it's the computer or the, or yeah. the router. Well, know. the router, it, so this is great. So you've been in You've been in the configuration then. You've you've gone in and browsed to 192.168.1.1 most likely, yeah. and you logged into your router and you you went in and in op, to configure OpenDNS, you want to go to the DHCP server settings and configure the uh, DNS settings to be the OpenDNS ones to hand them off through uh, DHCP. But then you need to look at your schedule because most likely you checked a box, like Bob said, and you've turned off the Wi-Fi at whatever time and night that you're noticing it and going that off. that would be on, on, in the router schedule? Yes, sir. That's what's giving you the Wi-Fi because I assume it's a wireless router, right? Yeah, it's one of these uh, net gears. Yep. You know what? They got this Genie program they have to use to set it up. You don't have to. No? No. So if you go and look at the manual... The Genie program is designed for folks who are not that technical, but you can still get into trouble, as you can see. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you should be able to go to the manual. If you can't find the manual or if you think you lost it, just Google the uh, make and model of your man- of your device, and you should find a PDF manual out there on the Internet, most likely at Netgear. And it'll give you the way- the ability to, or it'll-, it'll explain to you how to browse through your browser to the your uh, gateway IP address, which is most likely 192.168.1.1. Yeah. You're going to browse to it. It's going to ask you for a username and password, which you set up and didn't leave as default. Otherwise, I can get into it right now. No, I have uh, changed everything. Good, 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 good. Uh, so you're going to log in to your firewall and uh, go check the schedule for Wi-Fi and then take a look at what you're handing out for DNS settings in your DHCP server of that router. Okay. All um, right? Now, on that Genie program, if... There's something that you click on it and it shows all your devices. Yeah. But they all have that 1.1, one, whatever yeah. it is. Number. That's the gateway. Right, that's your gateway. That's how you're getting on the Internet. Okay, but I didn't see that 2.222 at the end. Or the you wouldn't see it. You, you would have to do a, an IP config forward slash all from a DOS prompt to see what your full 
Yeah. You want to hold for a second? We can go through that with you. Well, we have to yeah, go to that's I'm, I'm gonna, today. You know what? Today it worked for okay. some reason. I had right. called up uh, one of these places. They want to charge you $90. I know. No, I, I'll go buy. I'd rather buy another one. <laughs> All right, Bill. Um, we we got to go. You wanna, unless you want to hold on through another question. Yeah, I got one more question. All right, hang on then. We'll, okay. We're going to hold you through the news. Hang on to Bill. Feel free to get online. Three lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.